Welcome to the Everton Army podcast. My name is John. I'm joined by Lee, Graham, and Rev. And um, we're just trying to, we've been talking after that loss yesterday, just trying to sum up exactly where we are as a club. Um, it's obviously very depressing at the moment, um, but we just tried to put it into words and just try and get our feelings out there because we're not exactly sure, you know, how to comprehend everything that's going on. But I'll just start with the Pickford news that's come out today. So, Apparently, Pickford was yet to sign a new five-year deal with the club before the World Cup. Um, apparently, the delay is at the boardroom and not with the player himself. Uh, Man United, Spurs and Chelsea also interested if nothing happens there. So, Graham, I'll just start with you, mate. Um, Jordan Pickford, how, are we in danger of losing him? I've, I felt like from the start of the season, it was going to be the inevitable next move. You know, this the other prized asset that we had realistically from a jartisan. Um I think the thing that's stolen at a boardroom is how did they sneak a relegation clause onto it now, is what's there for me. Um, I love Jordan Pickford. Uh, Ambition-wise, he's give us, obviously he moved to us in a beneficial time in his career. Moyes brought him through at Sunderland. He did really well. It, it was sort of that conundrum of, what sort of keeper will he be? Because a lot of these young keepers are amazing when they're getting 30 shots smashed at them a game, when they're extremely active. And then you think, well, what's the concentration like? And ultimately, the jury's been out in regards of his concentration throughout his Everton career. But he's developed and matured into a fantastic international Champions League level goalkeeper, in my opinion. Don't give a shit what anybody really says. Um Opinions are like arseholes, and we all have them. But you know what, Jordan Pickford, if if you can just take off your your rose tinted specs or your your Ramsdale tinted specs or whatever, if you're just going to sit there and say he's not a, a quality goalkeeper, I think that's more out of spite than than anything else. Yeah, I'd be surprised if he's still here for the sake of his own career because we are on a one way trajectory. This club, um, not the make this in the Cantavaro's Rantavaro, but you know what? Uh-huh, exactly, we are, exactly. <laughs> I went there, Rev, I did. <laughs> Fuck you too. But um, basically, look, what we're going to touch on, because this would usually be where we break down the game, so mm. the game doesn't need broke down. I, ultimately, we were chatting, and I thought it was a lot more pertinent to actually address the issues of where things are at the club, and, and we were all in agreement. To put it short, we're we're uh, we're, we're screwed. I th- yeah, I think we're up shit's creek. I wanted to be a bit more vulgar there, but I'm trying to contain <laughs> myself after after last night's pod. So because I understand people listen to this, and there's kids around them, but it, it's just things are really really bad, and a player of his quality, I couldn't fault him for thinking, right, what's next for me. And people can say, what are you talking about wanting their player? I don't want any players to leave Everton. I want all our best players to stay. You know what I mean? And I want the shit ones to go. It's just a nightmare, the fact that that's not, and that's not a reality because ultimately we would we would be getting the ball boys they play if we got rid of our shite. That team is horrendous. That yep. setup is horrendous. That coaching is horrendous. That board from top down. I've said this since we started this pod. There is a rot and a cancer in this club, top to fucking bottom. And Bappe could come here yep. and I'd run around with two left feet and be completely right footed. You know what I mean? That, that that's what's 
I'm not saying Mbappe's all right footed. That's I'm just saying ultimately this club has just a thing about it now. This club that I love, and you're just watching it poison and deteriorate. And I can't fault Jordan Pickford and anybody mm. that wants to turn and hate him, same as Richardson. You still get people saying, fuck him, he's gone. Why? You know, you'll sit and say all our players get the club, but the fact that he gets the club doesn't count. You know, I, I'm glad yeah. he's going away, and I hope I'm glad he did well at the World Cup, and I hope he has a great career, and I, I'd love him back. Just yeah. like Pickford, if he goes, break my heart, but I can understand it. Just for anyone with that argument, Dennis Strachwellese got the club and he was shite, so I'm not having that at all. Yeah, um, people are talking about him or Niasse as well. He got the club yeah. and I would run. Tell you what, Niasse does more than Neil Mapai. I'll just put that out there as well. But um, <laughs> yeah, look, um, for Peckford, I, I pray he stays. Mm. Terrified if he goes. Yeah, um, we're, we're, we're going to touch on a lot more things on this podcast, I feel. But yeah. Yeah, please stay. But I think he's gone. I think he's gone. It's how we make money. Yeah, it seems that way. Shamefully and and disgustingly. Yeah, um, Rev. I've seen people saying, "Well, it, it'd be no big of a miss, really, just a goalkeeper." Like we need to sort out the rest of the team. What? What's your? They're opinions? fucking melted. Sorry, I'll just yep. add that to. You. If people are saying that, they're fucking cooked. You know what? Um, I I just think it's naive, isn't it? Like you build from the back. If you're not conceding. You're not losing games, um, and the amount like he, he kept us up last season. Anyone who's saying he's just a goalkeeper doesn't okay. understand. They just don't understand how football works. You know, um, I I um once heard the goalkeeper say that um football is a game of two goalkeepers ruined by twenty other players. <laughs> I think that's pretty good. Um, but it's just it's Groundhog Day, this, isn't it? It's Groundhog Day. Like, um, Dave Prentice moved to Everton to communicate what's happening inside the club to outside the club. Where are we now? We're back in the dark again. Something's happened at boardroom level. Nobody knows what's going on. Yeah. You know, it, it's just boring, man. It's like, do you, you remember? I think it was, I'm not sure it was the last time I was on the pod. And I said, well, it doesn't matter who we get next. It, it's that same situation again. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah. it's the same, it's the same thing. And, mm. um, the idea is that you, you put better players around your better players. You buy better and improve your squad. Well, we failed to do that for God knows how long. We were all, how, how long did we say, oh, imagine if we had money, imagine if we had money. Yeah. Well, we've seen that now. And I know Evertonians are sick of hearing it. And I'm, I'm sick of thinking it, but what Graham's saying is right. There, 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 is, there is a cancer in the club. There is a, it's, it's rotten. And what do you do about that? Do you know what like it doesn't look like it's going anywhere and, and and I was thinking on me way I've just just been playing a gig came home on my way home I was thinking how is it we've gone through so many coaches so many different shuffles of the deck of players it's still the same yeah it's it still the same and you're and you're right and Bappe could come in Harlan could come with him we mm. could have Pep in the dugouts we'd yeah. still be where we are now yeah but you know that but you know that Rev I just want to chip on here too on that because. It's, it's something I've been thinking. We've all had Everton on our minds today all day. I think it's fair to say. But, you know, I, I've sat and I, I've been thinking about myself and I'm just thinking, how, how fucking excitable and how naive, you know, have I, have I been, you know, ultimately, and I keep mentioning this here too when we're doing pods, that we're aware of a lot of the dross and the shit and we try and big it up. But we try and protect the the players and we try and big up the midfield and we try and big up the fullbacks and the centre halves and stuff. Our centre-halves and our defence is playing panic game the entire games. 
Mm. We, we did well. They keep teams out. We're sitting always the most blocks, most clean seats under the most pressure. And it's not good enough. Midfielder creating fuck all. Alex yep. will be too. Like, as much as I've been defending him, he's five assists. So no one else is creating. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Nana's only really created an OG against Villa. You know, so it's not even just the attack. It's the whole way through that at, at a player level. It's just, it's just thinking back in that performance, just every fucking one of them. And, you know, I says I'm not going to criticize Gordon. I'm not going to criticize Nana. And I'm not going to criticize Patterson or Michael Eggenhaus. Fuck that. And they're all, they're all in the trigger hairs now because, you know what? It's just not good enough. At what point as a player do you not just stand up and say, this needs to be better? This, this mm. has to be better. What are you doing? Do you know what I mean? Well, maybe, maybe that's what happened with the, the Lucas Dean situation and look what happened there. You get handed yeah. out as the bad guy. Do you know what I mean? The, the club's lost its identity in that sense. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I thought there's, there's no one on the pit that isn't the... Like, obviously, Coleman's past his best and I'm not calling for him to come back in because we need something a bit more dynamic. But at the same time, it's not like we've got fullbacks who are bombing on. The amount of times yesterday, and I don't know if it's because the cameras are over at the Bullens Road, but the amount of times yesterday... Especially second half, I think what is Michelengo's positioning here? Mm. He's not making a run. He's kind of just stopped in no man's land. Should I stay? Should I go? Yeah. It's like, mate, get up that byline, give him a pass. You know what you I've know been what thinking, like, Rev? Honestly, apart from that goal against Leicester, I'm starting to think would you even just fire Ben Goffrey in there for a while? Because I'll tell you what, he gets as bad a nosebleed as he gets over that halfway line as Ben Goffrey did. He yeah. does, you know. Yeah. He does. And at least Godfrey's got pace. Mm. Yeah, Godfrey's like lightning when he gets going, and he and he'll drive at the ball, Godfrey. But this yeah. is a this is a massive this is this is an issue, isn't it? We're all here going advocating for for a right foot to centre back, going as yeah. him as a left back, thinking it'll fix stuff. Yeah, no, I know it won't. I'm just, just fucked off. I just absolutely just want to shake it. It's yeah. like a magic eight ball. I'm just wanting to shake it and see what it yeah. could probably come up and say, "Go fuck yourself." But realistically, I just <laughs> want to shake it and and see what team comes up. That's where yeah. I'm at. Yeah, all just a randomizer, just to sort of, yeah, pretty right. much. Great, it'll yeah. say decision going to VAR. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, Lee, we've lost Dean, we've lost, you know, Gilfie Sigurdsson, we've lost Hammers, we lost Richarlison. They're at the front end of the field, and now it looks like we might lose Pickford. Um, what's your thoughts, mate? Because this is worse than, you know, what's first thought. Like, it's it's just... Every every single day it just gets worse and worse and worse. I mean, we we had the World Cup like, and we're still hearing shit coming out. Do you know what I mean? It's like, give us a break. Do you know what I mean? Well, the annoying thing is about that. It's not even coming from the official club sources. It's coming from journalists and outside sources. It's like, well, just put a statement out. Do you know what I mean? But I agree with the lads. If I think if Pierre goes, we're definitely fucked because. Him and Richarlison and that little 45-minute cameo from Deli Alley basically yeah, saved yeah. us last season. Yeah. I mean, that save against Chelsea was... Critical save, yeah. Incredible. Probably moment. worth about £150 million to Everton in terms of revenue. But you know what? Yeah, I like that save. But you even think about Peckford away at Chelsea? Even just nearly every game, nearly every game under Lampard last season. But here's one here for you. It literally just popped in my head. So we're saying it's held up at boardroom level. Do you think that they're just going to say all contracts are paused? Maybe they're thinking we're, we're fucked here. And maybe they're just saying, is it worth giving Alex Iwobi 100 grand with a year and a half left when he can be sold if we get relegated? Is it worth giving Anthony Gordon a 70 grand contract and just say to him, well, 
earn earn your money to the end of the season. Do you think the way we'll, to see we'll if we actually again. do go down, like, because we don't yeah. want to suck on them wages, do we? I have a serious feeling after yesterday that our transfer uh, business targets, everything is, uh, it's not in the bin, but it, it it's rocked. You know, it's it's not locked on. It's 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 shaky in the back. You know what I mean? That there's a yeah. lot of movement and. And I mean movement in a case where it's not solidified who we're getting or what we're getting. Can we get that player? Can we pay that extra two million? I genuinely believe if they're saying a, a deal for Jordan Pickford is held up at boardroom level, mm. I think that it's we're touching cloth here, big time. Yeah, definitely. Being like that for far too long, though, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, shittiest Lee. knickers in the league, lad. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> it, it, it feels like since Martinez's second season. Mm. It just feels like it's been like a domino effect of well, who's left. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It, it's like spinning one of them wheels. Like <laughs> Sam the, the annoying thing is as well, though, is that as you have said, Pickford probably after Richarlison's gone. I mean, you'd say at the halfway through last season, you'd say Richarlison, Calvert Lewin, and Pickford two big, three biggest assets. Yeah. Calvert Lewin with his injury record now is is gone. Yeah. Not going to get much. I mean. We're going to make a profit on him if we do sell him because we bought him for so cheap. Yeah. But Pickford's the only one. So surely if the board, you, you give him, if it is a if he, if it is a hundred grand a week, give him a, give him a five-year deal because you'll probably double your money on him, if not treble it. So I just don't understand unless they are trying to like insert a relegation clause or something or if like, they might even be looking at a clause because of these clubs who have been linked with them. Mm. That they want a certain amount of money if a Champions League club comes in for them, but it's all guessing, isn't it? We don't actually know. Yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say, like, I honestly feel like you're giving the board too much credit. They're a gang of apes. Honestly, they have no business sense whatsoever. Look how we conducted the Richarlison deal. We leave ourselves short all the time. So by saying, oh, maybe they're just putting this clause in, maybe that's giving them too much credit. The thick. They are absolutely thick. And uh, oh, I know that. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm just I'm, looking at different scenarios as to why. No, I, I get what you're saying, mate. Yeah, you've got to look at the bright side. He, is our, he has our biggest asset we've got. Yeah. So, and apparently it was ready to sign before the World Cup. Mm. So, yeah. I mean, I understand if he didn't want to, he wanted to concentrate on England. You see yeah. that all the time with players signing contracts or getting transfers. They wait until the major tournaments are finished. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, for it to be stopped at boardroom level, there's something, something's not right there. Well, well do you think someone yeah. like Grant Angles has just stepped in and said, well, because he's in charge of finance and strategy at, at board level. So do you think is he's he? just stepped in? Yeah. According to the website, he is anyway. So do you think he's just stepped in now and he's like, hold on a minute here? No, because there's been all this talk about emergency meetings and this, that, and the other. May not be around Frank Lampard. I'll just put another thing out too, because with with the podcast contacted, no one's blind here and thinking that Lampard is going to stay in and stay on and go on and and, and rule the show and do, and do magnificent. Hmm. It's one thing wanting. We all, every single one of us here, I think, wants Lampard to succeed. But I think every single one of us here believes that he's out of his depth and it's not working. We thought he could grow within a year within the club and the club could grow with him. It's not yeah. happened, has it, realistically? Like, No, that's true. We're, we're worse. If you look at where we were this yeah. last season, technically, well, we are worse. Yeah, well, yeah. You, can't, you can't say, like, after 12 months, oh, we're in a relegation fight. I mean, 
you know, and, and even even then, like, you know, there were some rumours coming out that we had sold Decore and, and, you know, Tom Davis was on his way out and stuff like that. But again, we'll, again, we'll just leave ourselves short. So it doesn't matter what manager comes in. As Rev said, it does not matter. We Who are we getting in, though? Oh, mate, yeah, anyone like, st- who, who wants this job? No, no yeah. one's looking at Everton. Apart from the new stadium, what have we got going for us? And then what? Like, oh, it'll be the biggest stadium in the championship. Brilliant. Well, you know what I mean. Like, no, yeah. no one wants this job. Like, everyone, like, you can't tell me that there's there's people out there that naive who are going, yeah, but I'll do it differently. I'll I'll be able to survive it. You know. Mm. We we just it just reminds me of Prime Watford. We've had eight or nine managers in eight years or whatever. And that's just literally Watford all over, and and they kept doing that until they just went down. Inevitably, the same with QPR before them, and I I just feel like it's it's only a matter of time. Like and Gray, we we spoke about this briefly. If we go down, mate, I'm I'm of a different opinion than you. I I think we'll just sink. I don't think we'll come back up right away. I really don't. So, uh, I, well, that was that was last night in passing where we discussed that. We we spoken before spoken before. Sorry about the Sunderland syndrome where you just go down and down, down, down. Yeah. Go full status quo. But what I'm saying is, ultimately, don't know how it's going to work. But if you can hold on to some of your experienced players who, who can maybe fight their way out, because it will be the championship isn't Premier League level. Let, mm. Let's get that straight. Yeah. But ultimately, you can't help but worry. I've, look, I was a massive advocate, like in the whole spaces, spacing last year, we were always on talking. And I always just said, when people were saying, but should we go down to get a reset? No, we shouldn't, because if we go down, this gang of shit houses, the state of the club, it, again, this rot, it's just going to keep getting worse and worse and worse. Yeah. But I... The other thing I, I would like to bring up as well is like Connor Cody, we, we know for a fact he loves being here, you know, and we know that we really like the guy and... and and it, it seems like a good fit. And the rumours have been floating around that he's £5 million. Well, why haven't even... Why have we not heard anything about them trying to get that deal done in January? Like, there's, there's nothing... Do we need to, though? Do, do we need to? Does that no, need but, to be done but in January, if, But if, we st- if it looks like we're going to go down, he might just say, hang on, I'll just go back to Wolves here. So just get it done. Like, But behind closed doors, he might have said, Bill Kenwright might have came down that big fucking smirky face on him. It was like, oh, Connor, regardless. He like... No, he says, I want, as much as I love living five minutes from the training ground and being near my family, I'm a professional footballer. I'm an England international, albeit I sit on the bench and get water bottles, but I'm an England international. What I want to do is play in the Premier League. So they're beyond their no illusions, as much as short career, Cody's towards the end of it. He wants to play top level for top dollar. So no, I don't think that. So I don't think that he would do anything in January, to be absolutely honest with you. I don't. Uh, hmm. I think that the club will be hesitant as well because money's short. Do you know what I mean? If there's, if I think if there's maybe spare cash towards the end of the window, you'll you'll probably see something. But I don't think it'll be seen as a priority because we haven't got any goals in the side and we've got centre halves. That's the other thing about the goals as well. Like you know, we've been yeah. Go on, mate. Sorry, man. I'm not saying they're great centre halves, but we have, we do have them. In fact, we've got too many of them on the books. Do you know what I mean? Isn't Lewis Gibson? I'm sure is still an Everton player. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, Brantwaite's out at um, on loan. Uh, Godfrey, Keane, Holgate. Uh, we could bring Maddie Pennington back. Brantwaite. 
And yeah, do you know what I mean? There's, there's yeah, Pennington. I'm, I'm, I'm sure is still playing for the under twenty one. Twenty nine years of age. His testimonial last week. Um, hey, do you think where's Connor McElhenney? Do you reckon we can get him back? He must be a bit forty now. You know what? At, like the amount, the amount of those players that have come through that I've said to the oh, fella, listen, this guy's going to be absolutely dynamite. Like <laughs> we went to sorry to go off on a tangent. We went to see the the um, twenty ones years ago, and David Henham was playing. And I'd sit like all the way there. I'd say I thought that, he was going to be legit, that lad. This, this, this yeah. lad is dynamite. Like, you want to see this kid. He's unbelievable. He got subbed on five minutes later, he got sent off. <laughs> I remember John Paul Kissack as well. I thought he was going to be yeah. unreal. <laughs> I'm surprised they haven't given Baxter a playing deal for some some reason. But, um, yeah, but I mean, I mean, like, even the striker situation, like, you know, we've been linked with players like Victor Jokeres from Coventry and stuff like that. But even that, trying to get that done in January and you know, not done in the summer, and you know we were left with Mopai, Neil Mopai. We narrowly escaped relegation, very, very narrowly, by the skin of our teeth, and we left it so late that we had to rush and get Mopai for twelve million pounds. That I, I can't, I can't forgive it. It's disgusting. I, I still think that the crazy thing is everyone knew Richarlison was going. My word, you know, um, Richarlison's driver. When when Richarlison was doing his driving test, I know there's probably people rolling their eyes and stuff. His driver's mate's dog's hairdresser and all that. Um, but his driver was sat in my way, and um, he 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 said, "Oh, you Evertonians," and it was like, "Yeah, yeah." Um, he told me he was going. He said, "Um, he's been speaking to Carlo. He wants to go to Madrid if he can get it over the line." We all knew it was happening. It was it was common knowledge, you know what I mean? And then Richarlison came into work and it was like, it was the day after we'd stayed up as well. So it was like, whoa, no way. Um, yeah. and so everyone knew he was going. His driver was telling randoms in frigging bars at breakfast, do you know what I mean? Everyone knew he was leaving, yet we didn't replace him. Yep. Pathetic. Do you know what I mean? Like everyone, like why? Because Dwight McNeil's not a replacement, do you know what I mean? Like we should have gone on, gone out straight away, lined his replacement. So it should have been done Six months earlier, done. Going. even now, like we're having rumors of other clubs having people lined up ready to walk in the door in January, and there's nothing with us. I've just no. seen something on Twitter now. Uh, Everton want to sign a striker and a winger in this window, but we'll have to work within the loan market, so it might even be worse than what we've just been talking about. Like, have to work within the loan market. Um, Manchester United will only allow Anthony Alanga to join Everton if they sign another forward. I just, I'm, I'm lost for the words. answer. I'm lost nope. for words. I really am. It's you go it's, back to it, though, don't you? Over that Richarlison, we don't know how much of that money mm. obviously got swallowed up for the P and L. Yeah, lost. You know what I mean? So yeah, even though we, it's just it did all of that money go to the basically go to tighten our budget, and then we're basically left. Say Tottenham paid twenty mil up front. That could have all went. Mm. But then we're left, we've spent 17 million this summer. Yep. And we're on course to lose another 17 mil. So again, we're doing yep. it's just it's just a shit show. It is, mate. It show. is. And and even like just reading the sentence there, like, you know, even with Kudus, you know, I actually only allowed allow him to leave if they get someone that like we're always constantly just waiting for dominoes to fall before we make our move, and it's always too late because they don't fall in our favour. We're just we're just sitting, twiddling our thumbs every single transfer window. It's pathetic. It's chickens, chickens coming home to roost, though, isn't it? Um, this, 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 this particular 
clusterfuck turned up when we signed Klassen, Rooney, and Sigurdsson. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They, they, seven they, number they, tens. We are still there. Do you know what I mean? We still because we didn't replace Lukaku. Don't forget like, Sandro, by the way. So, oh, good grief. Um, do you know what I mean? Like we're still there. Was that that's where we are? We're still there. We're still six years ago, however long ago that was. Do you know what I mean? Like, how, how are we still not recovered from that? Mm. Well, the answer is quite simple because the board aren't capable of going, we're in a mess here, let's get us out of it. Yeah. That's what frustrates me. You think, like, Kuhlman spent a lot of money. And to be fair, well, I'm not going to say to be fair, but Kuhlman's got our best place under Machiri. We finished seventh and qualified for Europe. But yeah. then we've done the same cycle again with Silva. Surely when Silva got sacked after that mess in the derby, where it was it five six two we got beat? Yeah. Surely someone should have sat down with Michele, who's been at the club for a lot longer than him, and said, "This scattergun approach is not working. Mm. We have to come up with a plan B, and structure deals like we're doing now, like we done under Benitez last year. Why wasn't that done? That's just common sense. It's not even business sense. It's fucking common sense. Yeah. Just- but do you ever hear? Do you ever hear? Do you ever hear the the saying like you need to have a good memory if you're going to tell a lie? It's nearly like from when Mashiri took over and, and they, they did the business and he, he, he wanted in, uh, Kuman. They got in Kuman and then it was nearly like it went wrong. And rather than address it, they covered it up. So they told the lie and, and they try and cover that up. So try and use, use this analogy in, in terms of lies. So then they messed that up and they tried to cover that up. And then yeah. they did the next one and the next one. And it's just became just like a house of cards full of lies or full of mistakes. And you know what? And they don't know whether they're coming or going now with their plan, with their ethos yeah. or, or, or with what they're trying to achieve. So rather than tell people what's going on and here's where we went wrong, they're trying to mask these mistakes and lies and all these yeah. other issues. And it's just turned into an entire clusterfuck of an I don't know what. So now we are sitting saying, and we're like John sitting saying, but why can't they communicate it? Well, ultimately, why should they if the clubs ran rights? So I do get where you're coming from because, but ultimately they can't tell us because they fuck things up for so fucking yeah. long. Got that and, much and shit under the rug, you can smell it down the street. Pretty fucking much. Well, Jesus Christ. in Manchester. <laughs> Massively. I can, well, I was going to say I can smell it over here, but I've got a fucking nose like an aardvark. But ultimately... They've just completely just fucked things and they're so afraid they come out and say, you know what, we've done so much wrong. Mm. We're so sorry and here's how it is. So they're literally going to fall on their own sword on the hill, be it right or be it wrong. They're willing to sacrifice every pawn and every other chess piece just to protect the king and queen. That's that's Mashiri and Bill. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and that's what they're willing to do. You know, I, I've said a few times. Like I'll say, yeah, I'm not a member of any affiliation, but you know, I'm very, very open to doing it. But, but what can I do from over here? But mm-hmm. ultimately, you know, Bill Kenwright being the biggest super blue ever, keeping his prize asset and having to be involved and you know having to keep his finger in the pie has been at the expense of every single Evertonian upper class or working class or whatever. It doesn't matter what, because it's not a case of just fuck over the, the attendant fans. To me, and it feels like when you've got people like the ESC who are involved 
you know, who have shares and this, that and the other, allegedly, I don't know. But, you know, you've got all these people now that are a bit higher up and, and speaking out and people are leaking more information. He hasn't just upset the regular match-going fan or the regular, you know, travelling fan. Mm. He's fucking, he's poisoned the entire cart. Yeah. And, 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 and him holding on to it at everybody's expense is killing us. And he's still not saying, I've did it wrong. And, and this all goes back to, to what? The Blue Union, when people were just saying, Ken Wright, what you're doing is wrong. Mm. And Ken Wright came out and, and, and went at them, and there was obviously a video. And he has the nerve to say, we've had good times. You know, I said in the last podcast, Bill Kenwright and Everton Football Con- Club of Congy, and they believe in the mid-tables, the s- success, or, or whatever the, the, the term is, but you get it. Yeah. But the thing is, we, we don't forget that. A lot of people haven't forgot what we are, but you know what? A lot of people have. They just turn around and they say, Everton, pff, they're a nothing club. Yeah. You know, that they don't they don't consider us, and no one considers Everton the size of Everton except Evertonians anymore. We don't get respect. There's yeah. none. We're laughing There's stuff. zero respect. Well, Even you speak to an older one. fan, they were a good they were a good club, and that's it. You know. Yeah. Just a it's, quick one on that though. Yeah. I, a lot of people forget when Ken Wright sold his share, it was only a minority. He mm. sold forty nine percent so he could stay in charge. Yeah. Yeah. So he he had his billionaire, but he was still the main man. Yeah, obviously over time this year he's bought more shares and now he's the major shareholder. Hmm. A lot of people forget that he literally. Yeah, I was going to say Lee, but what what's at the table there? So Ken Wright's saying, "I'll you know, it's not just a case of I want to buy more shares." Done. There you go. It's more a case of I'll sell you more shares, shares, but I still get my place. Yeah, and then he still has her place. Yeah, and whoever you know, no, those negotiations are all for himself, not for the club, not for the fan. Yeah, well, that's it's the same, isn't it? Well, Ken Wright got the billionaire he wanted, not the billionaire that Everton needed. 100%. 100%. Yeah, spot on. Uh, I'm just seeing the front of a paper, from the front of the Echo from seven months ago after the Palace game, and on the front of the Echo it says, we love you, Everton, just don't put us through that again, and it looks like they will, um, which begs the question, you know, the, fa- the fans are fed up, and Lee, there was some um, stuff coming out tonight about, you know, fan groups and things all having a talk and having a chat about how we move forward in terms of being united as a fan base to try and do something. Um, do you want to elaborate on what's, what's been happening tonight? Well, I was listening to the space that was on earlier on on Twitter and I didn't actually know much about it, but someone tagged me in a tweet and it basically sounds like there's going to be a lot of the um, fan forum groups are going to get together and try and yeah. basically form a group or unite as, as a whole to try and obviously sort well try and get answers from the board. Yeah. Because I mean it should have happened a long time ago. It should have. It's yeah. it's quite it plain. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think as a as a fan base we, we need to remember and it sounds a little bit kitschy, but you know, the, the power of the people is greater than the people of the power. Yep. Because how many how many groups have done it individually and then groups have fractured or this particular group doesn't like the way this particular group's going about it and yeah it, it just seems like this kind of endless merry-go-round and it's it's they can't you, you can't con this this fan base it's an intelligent fan base it knows football it's religion in this city and to the fans not just exclusively to Scousers who support Everton. Um, Cheers, Rev. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, that's just for you and, and uh, Millie and, you know, <laughs> um, honourable mention for our Irish friend over there. Um, <laughs> you just can't, you know, and how many times have we been around it? So, yeah, like a united front, it, it's absolutely essential that, because they can't just keep surviving this. We've known forever. We've known for how long? And it's still kind of, we, we, we as a, I think as a fan base, and, it, and I'm not having a dig at the fan base, but I just think we were all so relieved over the summer that we dropped the ball. We should have been like, right now, we've survived. We did that with, you know, the help of Pickford and, and Calvert-Lewin's head. Now yeah. off it. Get out, go. Like, you're not welcome here anymore. We don't need you. Um, It needs to be en masse. And I'm not trying to get any kind of call for arms together here, but it needs to be. We need to wake up as a fan base because it's it, the, the club is a sleeping giant, and I know it's an old trope, but as a fan base, I think we've we this is the point where we need to wake up. Yeah. Before the giant wakes up, we need to wake it. Mm. But but you know what, Rev? You know, last year the twenty seven, they 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 took a, a a lot of shit and what they were trying to do. Yeah. You know, some things maybe rightfully so, some things not. Um. But you know what? It, they rode that storm. They went away. They came back with the statement, right? But their timing has been, they, they've timed it right. I, I think they've timed it correctly and they've asked the questions, especially showing where we were with that break and stuff. And you know what? Riding that storm out and seeing it seeing it come to where it is, the fans and and with the, the run results, ultimately now, I, th- I think the catalyst now that just seems they've brought you know, this, final, this final piece is that Lampard questioning the fans seem yesterday at the, at the at the club has really really damaged I think has judging by what I heard I briefly listened to space and there was a lot of talking about it it's damaged his reputation with fans and yeah. ultimately that's all had where, left. where we are now yeah but where we that's all we'd left that's all they'd left they Lampard basically is a shield and yeah. that now has a chink in its armor and I think now the fact that more people are behind it and saying it's not good enough. It just feels like this is the catalyst for the boil and for them all to come together. And we're Lee saying now that groups are speaking about it to get under one banner, as you said again, uh, the power of the people. If that, you imagine if there's a mass walkout, not not corner, no during a game. Now I don't know if that's a right thing or a wrong thing. Ultimately, they prove a point to that board. I would back that. I would even do it if, I was, if one of the games it was over for one hundred percent. Because it's a statement and it's a very powerful statement. And I think maybe the 27 tried to go too powerful too soon with that, in mm. my opinion. Yeah. You know, that 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 should be something that, you know, that's your crescendo, not your yeah, opening yeah. song, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, believe, yeah. yeah, pretty much, yeah. It's, it's, you know, they played they played their wild card too early. But if this does go ahead and, and, and people unite... Even think about it too. Then, if you get, we're in like fan media, and you get fan media doing it, and all across, and it spreads into the radio stations and everything. The board is going to have absolutely nowhere to hide. It's going yeah. to have nowhere at all to hide. And you know what? It's, it's just going to spark more and more trouble for the club. And it might be the crux. And, and someone like Bill Kenwright might turn around and say, oh, "The fans doing this is what drove us down because we needed you. You fucking had us last season, and we mm-hmm. saved you." You know, yeah. it's like fool me once, but don't fool me twice. Yeah, and you know what? You've pulled our pants down for far too fucking long. In a case so of ultimately, fool me eight times because it's been eight years or whatever it is. 
Yeah, no, fuck. You could say it's longer, but ultimately, at what point you, you you can only you can only break someone's heart too much until it's shattered. Yeah, and you know what? Everton fans' hearts are shattered when you've grown men who think with all the worries going on, energy crisis. You know, the, the Jesus Christ, the government, uh, the banks, the interest rates, everything. You know. People, people are dreading seeing their mortgage coming up again because it's going to be astronomical. They're dreading next year's energy bill if you're if you're if you're billed yearly because that's where you're going to get absolutely hammered and stuff. You've all this stuff worrying while you've got kids, they clothe me, and there's still people living and struggling. And one of their main worries is Everton Football Club. And yeah. Them fuckers can just sit and smile and go and sit in their cushion seats. It's yeah. not on. It's not on. No. Yeah, you know no. what? Like that. That that's a that's a good point. Um. You know what? Like, I'm not ashamed to say my mental health something down, and I, I'm not a massive fan of what Ken Wright's doing to it. You know, like it's supposed to be entertainment. It's supposed, but like, how can it be entertainment? Yeah, it's like honestly, it'd be like turning up to a gig, and the sound system's awful. None of the guitars are in tune. You can't Sounds hear like one of your gigs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> just just like one of mine. Yeah, I was just thinking this is a bit. <laughs> Be like coming to see me you'd want your money back you know <laughs> um and it's just it's how is it fair do you know what i mean how is it yeah. fair like this is a it's it, it's a majority working class fan base but there rev are... do you see to be honest exactly you said it there sorry to jump on but a work majority working class fan base that board bill kenwright and Farah mashiri has a fucking duty of care to us run the club yes that's that's your main job but you have a duty of care to us yeah we're not we're we're not we're not one of these franchise teams that just you know like across the park Liverpool they'll get fans from everywhere. Mm. Problem is they could they know how to run their club, but yeah. they have a duty of care. They know oh, we are their bread and butter. Like at least chatting, like me and Lee were chatting about travel and fat and the cost of me going over and all this sort of just talking about the traveling experience as compared to the, the home traveling experience. And you know yeah. what? Lee was getting the plane to Ireland. He goes, oh, I couldn't believe that whenever I got on this plane to go over to Ireland, it was just rammed full of Everton tops. He says that mm. genuinely surprised him because he didn't think Everton had so many travelling fans. But you know what? That's one plane. Liverpool have about five or six planes going. You know but what I mean? I, Manchester United would have that, just, just Ireland alone. So also the majority of Europe. Everton's fan base are local. So he, they have a massive majorly today care. And, and that is projected through Everton and the community. But mm. that's not enough. We're not a charity. Ultimately, they have a duty of care to run that club to give fans in a working class area hope. You see it there. Being in houses and stuff in Liverpool, everyone, you, everybody's house in their living room. They've got fucking Everton murals. Do you know what I mean? Pictures up, you go up the stairs. It's yeah. just all memorabilia, everything. It's their life. And these guys have a duty of care to these fans and they are not honouring it. And they yeah. don't give a flying fuck about anyone. No, you're in my you know opinion. It's it's there is a kind of really dark irony about the fact that Everton in, in the community does some fantastic work for mental health. What about Everton as a football club doing that as well? Can't the two things yeah. match up? Do you know yeah. what I mean? I know it's a, it's a strange tangent, and people are probably thinking, "What are they on about?" But surely the least you can do is the right thing. By the playing staff and by by by, in the sense of, it has to be the the right thing on the pitch mm. for the fans, and it's not like we're not vocal about it. 
you know, or the Everton Boo Boys and all that. Yeah, yeah, yawn. You know, but it's for a reason. We go and see Dross, season in, season out. We go and see our best players sold without them being replaced. We yep. get told absolute rubbish and we're, and, we're, and we're kind of just expected to believe it. It's not fair. Yeah. It's not. It's not that's fair. it. It's not. It's not. It's true. Just, just touching on something that Ref said earlier on. I mean, going on about, and this is no disrespect to any, like, the likes of Graham who don't live locally. This city, this, the people in this city should know that when we, when we use our feet to talk, you know, you only have to look at the riots. We, yeah. it's, it's shown that we can produce change. Yeah. And I think this, 100%. this is Bread the butter. breaking point. This is the yeah. time now for all the fans to come together and yeah. to just say, no, enough's enough. Yeah. Because it's just, I mean, I know for a fact I can't go through another season like that last year. No. And I, I have only been to two games at Goodison Park in the last five years. Yeah, well, Lee, you're going through it, mate. Lee, it's happening. So I'm not being funny, mate, but strap yourself in because it's happening. We're worse off and we look worse and we don't have Richardson to pull us out. We don't. What what are we expecting from the City game? Because I'm expecting an absolute pace and they're going to kick us up and down. I'm thinking 4-0 20 minutes in. Well, I've Honestly. just done my Super 6 today and I put 4-0 and I was thinking that's very generous. Yeah. I'll just, um, just while we're going on to, I mean, I'll just read you a little quote here. This is from our CEO, Denise Carrafaxendale. So she said this recently, uh, without doubt, 2022 brought unprecedented challenges for our football club. However, I strongly believe it was also a year of resilience and progression on and off the pitch. Vital groundwork has been laid through hard work, collaboration and unity to set us on a more positive path moving forward. The rewards for some of that work will take time to materialise. But we are confident we have to put things in place and blah 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 load of shit Rev, read, the, read the next two lines of that statement uh we're confident mm-hmm. we've put in place the building blocks for a more stable robust future in the championship <laughs> <laughs> well, the two, the two lines after that about the strategic review oh that's all i've got here that's oh, all I've got. yeah no, well, yeah gonna fill us in on the, on the rest of that shit. well it basically says that we've been <laughs> things in place on the football inside mm. that's all well and good and it, you know as we touched on in the last pod you won't see the fruits of that in the academy for five or six years maybe yeah but that's not you bought, you bought neil mapai and dwight mcneil our, our biggest problem at the minute is that the clowns that have been there at the top of the club for far too long couldn't run a piss up in a brewery and that yeah. is that is a simple fact mm. I think the big problem is it's a results business. You can say like, like if 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 she was in charge of a car manufacturing plant, and yeah. it, and we we've put in place so we can we can knock out twenty five more cars by the end of the week, and they still wins. Yeah. It doesn't matter what she says. It's results, top yes. and bottom. It's results. Like yeah, it does but... not matter what is said. And and to be honest, I know we wanted to hear more, but we wanted to hear. It wasn't just more of the same. We wanted to hear the right stuff. Mm. And 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 that goes hand in hand with the results. Which what's the she's point? She's very good right? at these statements, like Denise. She is excellent but, at these statements. But, but Rev's Rev's one hundred percent right there. He's hit the nail right in the head because it's all about image projection. If it yeah. looks good on the pitch, it doesn't matter what's going on behind the scenes because we won't have our eye on that. The thing is, it happened for years under David Moyes. The club was an absolute circus. Bill Kenwright was just getting the club under debt. They struggled. We were loving handy. 
handy mouth to the extremist level. You yeah. know what I mean? We were basically in poverty, but David Moyes managed to work miracle after miracle and keep up. I say miracle, have us finish in mid table and build a squad. The only his only stipulation was do not sell my best players, which Ken Wright still done to him. But ultimately, he he managed to build a very good squad, a squad that would shit all over the stuff that we've been putting out for the last five years. Ultimately, it's that image projection. So if that's good, because, and again, that's underlined with Frank Lampard coming in, getting the fans behind him, extremely likable, all this here. You know what? We're going to give him a chance. Right. We're doing a strategic review. Right. Mm. We've we've got some air underwater here. You know what I mean? We've got another tank of air and we can sit and we can try and do something while they're not watching us because you know what? It's a love and fans all over Twitter and, and, and fan groups have got behind and they're going to get they're going to get these smoke bombs. They're going to gather and say, Goodison, Jesus, they're doing that themselves. Aye, we bought ourselves more time. And then this happened. This season, few new sign-ins, we get excited. We have no Calvert-Lewin. If anything, that was a blessing to the board because you know what? It excused some of the performances and the results and yep. then that has been chipped away at and chipped away at until you can see the bare bone underneath the, the concrete and mm. you see how shit things actually are. Now, especially with that absolute fucking shambolic performance yesterday, again, yep. it has pulled the curtain down and you see the entire backstage and you see that it is a pile of clowns running around yep. the circus again. So that's raw again to all of us. And ultimately, that is why... You've got like I just sc- scrolled Twitter there while you were chatting just to see the reactions, and it is again. It's just it's Twitter wars of last year. It's just so many different opinions, fans snapping at each other, telling people to catch themselves on. Yep. Uh, you can't say one person's right or wrong. You can't. It's all about opinions. But you know what? It's getting to the 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 point where opinions are going out the window, and it's going to be about hard facts. And imagine football without opinions, because you're mm. just staring at it. I, I've used the analogy before. They're using a bag of shite. They paint a paint a mural on a wall, and yep. they think that no, and they think it's a masterpiece. Mm. And we've all they've opened the gallery. We've walked on. We're looking at it here, saying, "That's a bit of shit on the wall." Mm. The fuck are you playing at? Do you know what I mean? So, ultimately, these guys have so much to answer for. Actually, they've they've more to answer for than I think they'll ever be capable of, and that's why I fear now. And I think if we the only way Mysterio could be forced into a full reset is if we go down because you know what? Bill Kenwright will not want to be touching this club in the championship on his he will not want that on his disgusting, sweaty legacy. You know what? If he sees it and we're we're heading that way in April, I would not be surprised to see him step away. Yeah. That and is the only say thing for that health reasons or whatever. Just hundred and ten percent. Yeah. Hundred and ten percent. He's already got the tackle of the worst chairman. In our history. Oh, do you remember the bullshit success. thing? What would Everton do? Ever, everyone always looks to us as some <laughs> kind of inspiration bullshit kind of thing. Oh, they were proud of it, like. Well, is it not now what would Everton do and you do the opposite? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Honestly, it still baffles me that um, you know, the 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 Premier League meeting that they had with the um when it was the Super League breakaway ninety yeah. six and all that. Um Ken Wright went in and quoted Shakespeare. And I've just got this mental image in my head of like him, him trying to like of him trying to teach like Farad Mashiri like any lines from a sketch <laughs> you know what I mean like and he you know no no like I'm gonna I'm gonna pretend to throw something in the air and catch it in a paper bag and Farad Mashiri just being like what are you on about you you might cunt like what's what's going on 
Like, and and oh, oh, doesn't it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'll I'll do it myself. I'll do it. And he's lying to myself. Don't worry about but it. He, but even at that, Rev, Rev, when Everton came out and tried to be the the figurehead club, there wasn't yeah. that the. the I, and just remember, near the top of my head, but there wasn't even like a whole yeah, let's back Everton and this and the other. They just let us do it on our own and didn't give a shit. Yeah. Well, who put fifty p in that? That kid there. That's what it was yeah. like. You know was what I mean? Emily protecting their biggest assets, wasn't it? That's yeah. what I, but where, where, were the, where were the clubs like Villa and stuff? You know what I mean? Those even West Ham regarding you, Newcastle. I don't, I don't care if about their history or, or whatever. Just clubs that are established, whether they've been yo-yo clubs or anything. Just where were they? Just say no. You know, we're we're going to unify. We're not just leaving it. They ever they make a statement. We'll do it. And do you know why? Because they didn't believe in us. Yep. They didn't believe in Bill Kenny. They probably says I'm not getting into a fucking room with him. Mm. Not a chance. Yeah, definitely, mate. Definitely, um, it, it's it's hard to try and sum up exactly like where we are because it is such a mess. I it's mean, it's not we're fucked. Yeah, it's that well, simple. That's it. That's, it. <laughs> that, that's true. It's a fact. It is true. Um, so we'll just I'll just move on to another bit of news then that we've seen. Um, I mean, even this, like I'm going to start going on a rant about this as well. But Everton are closing in on a £150 million name and rights deal with the tech firm for the new Everton Stadium. Um, apparently, it's going to be a 10-year deal. For I, I, couldn't, I couldn't be less whelmed. No, I couldn't. I, I, like, on, <laughs> honestly, like, I, I, I'm attached to Goodison. Mm. Um, I, I know we've got to go. But just this kind of constant feed of isn't it going to be great when rubbish like absolute just garbage. Oh, it comes out like, today after we get beat, obviously. And I, I know, I know, it's like the old trope of oh yeah, you know, incoming stadium news and all that. But it's just boring, man. Like, like yeah. literally, the the thing we've got left to cling on to is our history. What is the history mainly attached to the ground? Yeah, honestly, like unless like unless yeah. something massive happens in the next. We, mate, like, I'm more I'm more excited about get, getting the flu than I am about Everton at the moment. <laughs> to be absolutely honest with you, I can't. I'd I'd rather really work than watch Everton. Mm. Yesterday, I, uh, I just know. found myself just not wanting to watch, and I was I was like, oh, I, I'm doing it. I need to, I need to watch. I need to see this game because if I wasn't if I wasn't podcasting and just enjoying speaking to you guys about it after and, and sort of this being the therapy. For me, you know, no one does this for any sort, any other other reasons. It's a therapy. Yeah. But if I didn't have to get on and speak with you guys after, I'd have turned that off. Yeah. I would have turned that off because I knew it was going only one way. Mm. Fucking shambolic. Seen this film before. I know how it ends. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And the Lampard's got the cheeks to sit there and say after the game, well, the players could sense the crowd getting edgy. Of course we can. Of course, we're gonna be fucking be edgy because we know what's about to happen, and you did it. You proved us right. Pivoting around in the ninety third minute when yeah. it's one all, you're not you're not four nil up, and you're playing the, the team that was bottom of the league. It's like you know, as I said yesterday, we were playing Tarkovsky was playing that crossfield ball from wing to wing. Yeah, just get Godfrey up front. He's six foot two or something. Get in. Yeah, just get. Not that says it all there, Dooley. And I, I know I knew what you're. I know you're you're clutching the straws like saying put some sort of focal point, but that says it all. The fact that we're excited about it, a player of Tom Cannon, like I mean, you heard the roar, and you know what? I'm I'm excited by him, and I hope he does well, and I would love to see him succeed. I'm not criticising him by any means. Yeah, I'm criticising the club. The fact that he is 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 our 
is our great white hope. Do you know what I mean? This, this, this white wheel that we pray that we have, that we can just bring out this, this wild card, as we were saying earlier, it's embarrassing. It's so symbolic. Every single Premier League club has like four strikers in their books. And we've still been skimming along for the last three, four years Mm. with two, with two realistic options. Yep. two realistic options and well, even add that now we have zero realistic yeah. options because it's not fair to put that on tom cannon and no my pie honestly lampard i would say lampard and farewell's fighting because whoever's at fault for that one would be getting criticized because i can tell you this now i don't think lampard holds his tongue and if, if i was frank lampard i i, I would not be happy hmm. but Again, but at the same just, time, like people are saying, oh, Lampard's pull and all that, and he pulled Mopai. So I, I, I just, yeah, honestly, this is the thing. Like we're, we're, we're arguing over stupid stuff like this, and it doesn't, doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't. But I've just seen another thing here as well. Just while I'm, while you're talking there, scrolling through Twitter, Anthony Gordon to Chelsea is waiting for Bill Kenwright to accept the offer, which will give Lampard funds to spend. It's a shame, isn't it? But it's, it's if the joke. money's right, if the money's right, but that's that'd be a shame. Yeah. Uh, do we do we have time for him to develop? I I, I don't think anyone's going to develop under us. To be honest, so I don't really care anymore. To, mm. to be to be honest, it's it's the roll of the dice, isn't it? Either you sell them and we get we, we actually buy players who score goals, or you lose them in the summer transfer when we're looking at a season in the championship. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying that's the only thing. But we need a right winger. We keep playing him out right. Anthony Gordon plays best out to left. He does. Dwight, or sorry, Dwight McNeil. Fuck off, Dwight McNeil. Him and Damari Gray should be challenging each other for that left-sided spot. The two of them should yeah. not be on the pitch together. They play the same position. They play the same said game. It, said it for ages. They play the same game. They're, they're, they're too yeah. similar. And, and mm. I think if you manage to kind of combine the two players, you'd have you'd have a real player on your hands. But... Yeah. But ultimately, even at that, they should be vying for one place. So they should be pushing each other yeah. to become 100%. that joint player. Ultimately, so you should have your two options on the right. Mm. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure now if we sat and pulled up squads, even even in something as silly as, as like a, a fucking computer game or FIFA or something, and you would go through sort of their wingers and they said, no, I can't, you know, just to do it quickly, obviously, because all these databases, it's, it's, it's harder. So something as basic and as ABC as that, you would see that there's options. Do you know what I mean? On all clubs. Yeah. And then you would look at Everton and we have Anthony Gordon, Dwight McNeil, Damari Gray, Hmm. Shite. Yeah. Shite, like absolute shite. Our midfield options. Shite. Realistically, let's, there's no depth. We all actually hmm. thought there was depth. Sitting here chatting, getting excited, trying to for the season because we don't want to come on here and moan all the time. But shite. Look at the back line. Again, things like Tarkovsky yesterday. People are in shock that he didn't close down Triori. Sorry, like he, he's he's not a top class centre half. He's not. He's good. He, he, he's a really good back to the wall defender, but they are I, again ch- yeah. chinks in his armor. Do you know what I mean? With with all due respect, I'm not I'm not putting any hate on him because I like him. I think he's been one of our best players this season. But he, he did come from Burnley, a team that was constantly fighting relegation and stuff. He's not going to come in here and and be um, uh, and play like prime uh, Cannavaro or something. Do you know what I mean? Mm. He's literally going to go in there and there's going to be errors and we all start in the high and and some of these past issues will pre-plan so and it's the same uh, it's the same with all of them we just do you go through our team honestly 
I many of our players were in the other teams from maybe on that top half of the table. None of them, so we don't belong to be there, really. Maybe but Jordan Pickford. Just to touch on that though, Graham, that, that's something that annoyed me yesterday. When that Sayori came on, he should have swapped them two centre-halves around because if there's anyone in our team who's got a chance of keeping up with Sayori, it's Ben Goffey. Yep. Yeah. Because let's face it, yeah. Tarkovsky has been our best defender, probably. Yeah. And you know what? He really lacks his pace. Mm. And, what's yeah. the and you know what, too, with Godfrey? The biggest Godfrey asset that Sam has got is pace. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, sorry to talk over there, but uh, the one thing Ben Godfrey does do, he does, he goes to the ball when he shouldn't, he does. And when he should, and when he should, he does. That's his. Whereas Tarkovsky is more a blocker, he'll stand up and jockey. Ben Godfrey. He's, he's sort of laser sights. He tries to attack the ball as soon as possible. So you yeah. completely get it. Yeah, so they were they were caught in the wrong sides. But maybe it was accommodating and letting Ben Goffrey play on the right-hand side. Mm. The only irony there is he's a right-footed centre half. He plays better on the left. They play inside. That's the thing. Yeah, it's just a mess. <sighs> what a mess. Um, yeah, anything else we want to add apart from we're shit before we go? Well, is there, has, has anyone seen or heard or obviously there's going to be talking between groups but is there any sort of protest or is there anything out there anything come off that space or anything tightly that I might have missed um, I think they're going to do the fans forums I don't know which ones they are I think there's a space being done on the 15th of January Yeah, that's what, that's what someone said to me on them tweets earlier on mm. so Obviously, they're going to talk between now and then, get their heads together. And obviously, sort there's of... a lot happening in them 20 days, you know. I know, we've got about four or five matches, haven't we? Yeah, could be a very, very different. You know, that this is a moving picture. Yeah, it know. is. It is. It's, it's, uh, it's going to get nasty. People will be outside the training ground again, you know, and just. It's gonna, it's gonna get bad. I mean, Mashiri he hasn't even been to a game since like last year or something, hasn't he? he was he's it been the missing. Arsenal game? Was it the Arsenal game? Was his last game when that's it? Yeah. Ray scored in the like ninetieth minute. Yeah, that's the last one he's been at. Yeah. Well, I noticed um, Bill wasn't at the game this weekend, which is mm. unusual for Bill. Yeah. I mean, say what you want about him, but he's normally there every week without fail. Mm. Of course, he's there. He's fucking. He's sitting like the king in his tower. Yeah. But he's nowhere to be seen, unless yeah. he was in. In the actual stadium, and maybe he didn't want to come out. Mm. Maybe, maybe, maybe watch them training. Yeah. Oh, or maybe they're trying to get that Andy Gordon deal done. I don't know, boys. Yeah. Anyway, that's a little therapy. You know, a little little therapy session that we needed because, especially, you just you just sitting there like anger, you're just shaking in anger. Like I feel worse. Do you? Uh, well, well, the more worse. you think about it, you do. The more you think about it, you do. I mean, you've just got to... I mean, we, as you said before, we were going to do a full in-depth review of the game yesterday, but what's the fucking point, honestly? Like, we, we could... Right, like, yeah. It was yeah. the two worst that, teams in the league. Days, man. It was bollocks. Yeah. It was the two worst teams yeah. in the league, honestly. The erratic passing, no one could control a ball. Mm. It just... It, it just... It looked like two teams from the bottom of the table. There was... Uh, yeah, I don't know. there was just no fluidity. There was no chemistry. There was, there was no idea. There was no, there was yeah. no passage of play straight out of the training ground. There was nothing to get excited about. Nothing, it was mate, just nothing. everybody 
it didn't look like there was training games. It looked mm-hmm. like they had their feet up for a month and just got a phone call. Can you come and play for my pub team yeah. today? I'm stuck a couple of guys. Look like being on holiday like. in Australia. Doing yoga and Bondi Beach, yeah. The one thing we did we did find out is that that Aston Villa team that we played at Goodison Park must have been there under 14s team. Yeah, definitely. Well, that was a doubt, mate, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, um, but I, I wouldn't say this, though, like, they, should, they should be dark points for losing 2-0 to Austin Horan. <laughs> like we're 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 sitting here hoping and praying that there's three worst teams, and we played Leicester at the time they were in the bottom three and we got beat. We played Bournemouth who were at the in the bottom three we got beat. We just played Wolves who were in the bottom three and got beat. So we've been beaten by teams who are in the bottom three. It's it's yeah. I'm just I am scared. Like I am proper scared. So. Yeah, it's you know we we'll keep a we'll keep the news coming and stuff like that. You know we'll keep putting pods out and content out there and let you know what's going on with the groups and things as more develops. But yeah, um, but like see, just, uh, yeah, sorry, just a just go back. I know you're you're moving out there, but, but even you look at that and and just to add more more fear into <laughs> the fire, you know. <laughs> and and I know Nottingham Forest lost three 0 tonight, and that was a good thing for us. But you know what? That's still a new team that hasn't clicked. Yeah. What, what if they What if they click into gear? You know, well, so Southampton have a new manager. You no, know, they've they are now Nathan Jones or something. Isn't it? Yeah, he's in there too. What 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 if what he's looking to do his works? Mm. You know, uh, Lapatigi obviously Wolves look absolutely shite. But what what if what he's trying to do clicks well, in the gear? One point behind us. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. But they could click in the gear, and I, yeah. I am going full fear factor here, and I'm not ashamed of it. But we know. That with Lampard and with his coaching staff are trying to do, do you? isn't I working. Don't. No, I I know that what they're trying to do isn't working. Yeah, you know, but I don't know what them guys are trying to do. I don't know what Steve Clark's trying to, do, but they give him a new deal. But what if those new players click and they find a formula? That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, there's potential for those teams to find something. Yeah. There's potential for David Moyes because he's done it in the past for mm. something to click. They find a working ethos and roll with it. Yep. Even so, I do not know. So, so it's that thing. And you know what? People can say replace Lampard or, or, or you want to keep Lampard or blah, 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 whatever. Is replacing them going to make anything better? And no. I, I'm genuinely asking you guys a question no. because I'm all for changing them if it's if it's better. But is it going to be better? I don't think so. Because you're still coming in to build the jigsaw with 10 missing pieces, in my opinion. Mm. So what the fuck? Are you going to pull them out of your arse or something? Because I don't know what's going to happen. Now, yes, people might be sitting screaming at this saying, catch yourself on Southampton Forest and uh, Wolves. But you know what? We're losing to everybody else down there. You know what? Mm-hmm. People are all starting to find a wee bit of form. Leicester found some, then Newcastle getting a spanking. But Newcastle's right up there. Oh, so, yeah. you know what? Take your oil and it's part of their break. All I'm saying is, a lot of games coming thick and fast now and some teams can find some chemistry. Even we can, but I can't see it. Mm-hmm. I cannot see it. And that's yeah. what's terrifying me most at the minute. Is what if these teams click in the gear? Oh yeah, most most teams because... have got a little run of three games where they do well, and that's that's enough. Like that's some even bad. at that though, with new management or, or or team with new players, the, the forest way is it, it can click. Like we all know, and, Andrew read us this brilliant piece on their guy who 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 done the, does the recruitment, brought them up from the championship. He he, he does it in the money ball system, so they were all bought. In regards yeah. to a, a plan, albeit mm. it looks like a really shitty plan as it stands, but it's, it's a plan nonetheless. 
more than us. It's a plan. Yeah, it's more than us, eh? And then Southampton, you'd say like... Shit smeared in the wall. Yeah, Southampton, Wolves, uh, Forest, and West Ham are one place above us. You'd say like these these are like kind of false positions. Like these are teams that are normally a little bit better than that. Mid-table, you know, Leeds, Bournemouth, Leicester. Southampton are shade though. Yeah, I tip them to go down there. I, I think, think they're Jones has uh, got the experience in this league to Yeah. I mean but I hope I am Lambert doesn't have that. the experience so he could be down too. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, we just we do that's what I mean. Like we're just hoping and praying like that's something I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if the fans have got the strength to, to go through it again. Um I, I mean obviously, obviously we will, we'll be there and we'll do our bit, but you you can't you can't keep doing it. It's unfair, like. How many times is too many? Because last season was one too many. It was. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's the thing. That's the only thing I'm saying. It's all, it's all well and good saying sack him. Where I'm sitting at the minute, I'm saying to you, I'd replace him. But who's going to come in and work with us? So are you better than the devil, you know, or not? Yeah. Yeah. Not saying do, not saying don't. I'm just saying for quest for debate's sake, mm. who who and what? That's That's one thing I'm not hearing. Uh, realistic who who would come in? I think oh, I've seen the, plenty of shouts for Dice. There's Dice, there's Tushel, there's Scott Parker, there's all this all these names are being branded about, and I'm just going wise up, wise up, wise up, wise up. So depressing. I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't think Tuchel will come to us. <laughs> no, of course not. He did year he did one two years ago apparently, yeah. but um yeah, no, no, yeah, 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 he's gone. Yeah, yeah. 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 But but yeah, that's not even worth debating because we know it's not. But the point I'm making is, you know, who comes in with what ethos? You know, whereas like maybe a, a Gallardo, maybe from River Plate, you know, so he's free. Yeah, it's yeah. Day up there. four days, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, imagine. But even at that, unless he's bringing bringing a boss from Argentina with him, yeah. Um, what's happening? So. It's desolate. We're here again. It's Groundhog Day. I, yeah. I, like, I'm, I'm sitting listening. Um, I'm still here because my mother will be wondering if I am. Um, <laughs> but it, it's just, like I said last time, I don't care. Because <laughs> it'll just be until the end of the season job. Keep them up. And then we'll be in 12 months' time, we'll be exactly where we are now. Yeah. But, but Rev, do you not think we're in that quicksand? Because it was like we just became this monotonous club between sixth and eighth. And even and, and then it went to like eighth to tenth. Mm. And when I got there, you started thinking, but just mid table shite. No, not, not shite, but you were just like, we're just you know, on the Martinez and stuff. And you're just, we just know we're, we just know we're going to fa- No, no, I know, I know, but I, I mean, in the sense is like when we were in that mindset of, but we're just, we're just floating around the middle of the table. We're not doing anything. It's extremely yeah. lethargic. Yeah. This is boring. I would like a bit of excitement. And then it started teetering to like 12, 14. You're like, oh, getting a bit close there, but we're not doing anything. We're just hovering here and we're just hovering here. It's just been a steady decline, but it there's never been sort of any burst of progression. And I just, apart from maybe that first half of the season on the Ranchelotti, but ultimately it just feels like it's just this sort of, it's like we're floating to the bottom. You know, it's 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 not been rapid, but it's been over a win of years, and it's we're just floating down. Yeah. Um, oh, it's a mess. And it is a mess. There's no way there's going to be any form of trajectory, <laughs> uh, the way I see it, anyway. No. It's just not. Someone actually said it to me, but um, sinking as fast as the Titanic. 
And my That's reply awesome. was, the Titanic's got a more chance of resurfacing than what we have. It's true, mate. The Titanic, at least it hit something and went down. We're just fucking doing it to ourselves. I would not say iceberg and still sink for fuck's sake. <laughs> and what? What are the what are the common themes? Made in Ireland, Liverpool ship. So it's our fault. <laughs> Thanks, Greg. <laughs> Ireland and Wolf and Belfast. <laughs> oh, mate. What a mess. Well, you just wanted to take all the credit, so you know what? <laughs> Listen, you, I wasn't there, man. I'm claiming nothing. Use. <laughs> Your English next game fault. is Manchester City <laughs> on Saturday, the 31st. And then Brighton, Man United in the Cup, Southampton, West Ham, Arsenal, then Liverpool. It could be, it could, it could well be February. John, shut up. Get any points. Shut, I'm just John. looking at it, thinking like, please Stop just it. give us three points to just get by for another week no. or so. Why? Because you know what? That's so probably fun. the only three points we're going to get. Will we? I'll make a bet. We you know. We... No, no, I do. I, I mean, look, we're we're poor. There's no fucking no sugar coating it, but I do think they are worse. We went to their grounds and beat them two 0 earlier on in the season. So, I mean, if we don't will... beat them and Lampard's still there, I think that could be that could be the final nail in the coffin if he's still in the job. Mm. I'm joking, by the way, I, I would never bet against Everton. I don't even bet, but you know what? I definitely wouldn't fucking bet on Everton, I can tell you anyway. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I, I um, predicted the Yeti Mina goal. I was talking to someone in work, and she was like, listen, 2-0 Everton, and I was like, Mina's going to score a header from a corner. Mm. Boom. I was like, we're on for this bet, and then yet again, we go and do a big old Everton. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I, w- I was thinking when that goal went in, the, you know, they, they give like the probability things of, of the win and the draw and stuff. At that point, it was like 65% probability that we'd win that game after going 1 0. Did anyone see the unmatch XG now? <laughs> Did anybody no. see the unmatch XG? Because that would have been interesting. No. That would have been interesting. They probably couldn't even post it, anyway, because probably never seen one or two. Never, <laughs> I don't think I've seen two, two teams play as bad. Yeah, no, I, I did look on it on that foot mob actually. Um, we were predicted to score 1.58 goals, yeah, predicted 0.78. Jeez. I think foot mob was still drunk from Christmas, to be honest with you, mate. Mm. Honestly, honestly, yeah. depressing. Funny enough, I got a notification off them yesterday saying Solomon Rondon's due to leave Everton. I was like, that was about a week that's the best bit of business we've done in a while. Yeah. Getting Next to be telling us that David Moyes is about to sign a contract with Man United on the six years. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, have we sold the Kaku? Is the Kaku gone? <laughs> oh, mate, they were the good days then. Yeah. Um, losing Arteta on the deadline day, they were fine. Anyway, I would give my fucking right arm to just be absolutely fuming on a podcast right now about Lukaku going to Belgium saying and keeping my options open and just disrespecting yeah. everything like fuck oh yeah and here, hearing Kevin Morales say like he wants to put in more of his world class performances oh, mm. inject it into my veins now please Brilliant, just love the, just want to see Morales snatch the ball off veins to take a penalty before he misses against West Brom like, fucking screwed honestly they would, oh man, but they but would. look at hold on. Sorry, someone put up that team the other day, the Martinez team. Now, one of our players, apart from Pickford, would get under that team. 
Maybe, well, maybe Coleman Baines, Jagielka, McCarthy, Barry, uh, Barkley, Morales, Dukaku, and Delafe. You know what I mean? Jagielka, the depth man, wasn't it? No, it was Jagielka Stones. Stones, yeah. That Stones, was yeah. Even at that, then you have like Pinar on the bench, you had Osmond on the bench, big Ginger Hebo on the bench, you know, you these guys. <laughs> Fuck me, give it back, please. I want. <laughs> yeah. Um, what happens at that first season, man? Yeah. Just to think, eight years later, we are literally staring down the battle. I remember, I remember, I remember coming over there winning games, and all you seen was fucking brown shoes everywhere. I thought I was at a, I thought I was at a country I, I barn. I thought I was at a country barn dance up in Donna Manor. <laughs> if you actually, oh, it's just brown shoes. I was going, what the fuck. <laughs> If you go back to it, do you remember that that Palace game that got cancelled because of the wind? Yeah. Oh, a rec week game, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, and then we it got rescheduled and Balassi absolutely ripped us apart. Yeah. And that basically cost us the Champions League spot. Mm, and and, and mil buying them as well. Well, to this day, it's still the highest points total in Premier League history that didn't get fourth. Yep, it is. Everton. And from then on, we've just gone further down and down yep. and down. Everton, aren't we? I'll dig the brown shoes out right now, like if it, if it means <laughs> I just get a couple of wins. Like. Facebook, Facebook post, very, very <laughs> brown, brown shoes, gray trousers, and funeral jackets just everywhere. I swear <laughs> to God, thought it was in a Dick Tracy movie or something. <laughs> oh, Jesus, Evan, yeah, anyway. Boys and girls, thank you for joining us in this AA meeting. Um, mm-hmm. It's been, it's been, uh, what's the word? Stressful. Stressful. It has been stressful. It's not been therapeutic. It's been, until yet. Yeah, it, it's very painful. It really is. Death by a thousand cuts, mate. It is. Yeah, it's, it's sad. Like you know, because we're sitting, here, we're trying to make light of it even now. Like, and this is, this is, you know, the fans. We we laugh about stuff, and and we're. Reminiscing about stupid shit that we shouldn't be reminiscing about, but this is what the fans do. We try and see the good in situations, and it's a sh- it's a dog shit fucking mess. And but there's your good times, John. Sorry, mate. Well, that's there's it. your good our good times. We're talking about is Morales snatching the ball off Baines against West Brom and Martinez yeah. run around, and everyone going to get us and wearing brown shoes. In a friendly against Juventus, doing Cruyff turns. Oh, that was class. But Cruyff turns in the box and telling Everton fans to calm down. <laughs> Fuck off. I kill oh, for that now. Honestly, I would. Yeah, yeah. Could you imagine if Michaelenko tried a fucking quiet turn? <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> You're fucking lynched. Oh Jesus! Well, yeah. Oh. Um, no doubt we'll be back after the Man City game. Um, yeah, oh, maybe. If we make it. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Just trying to damage limitation, isn't it? With that one, just just keep it under three 0 and I'll do a pod. Yeah. That's the deal. Um, Can we play eleven goalkeepers? Yeah. Um yeah. Lee, Graham, Rev, thank you for joining me. Appreciate your time. And um we'll catch you in the next one. Now it's time for a quick word about our sponsor, Manscaped. Big thank you to the guys over at manscaped.com for sending some products for us to check out. Manscaped are the best in the business when it comes to men's below-the-waist grooming products. 
I can tell you from my own personal experience, I've used it on my beard actually, and I'm blown away by how cool and how good this lawnmower 4.0 is. You really do make precision engineered tools for your family jewels. And it basically looks like an F117 stealth bomber for your balls. It looks that good and comes with its own little wireless charging stand, which looks like something Batman would use. So yeah, it's pretty sick. The performance package 4.0 has arrived and it's a game changer. Inside you'll find a lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the weed whacker for your ears and nose, crop reserver ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxes and the travel bag to hold all that good stuff. The ball deodorant especially guys is an absolute game changer by the way, you need it, trust me. The lawnmower 4.0 is the future of grooming and it's waterproof. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The lawnmower 4.0 also has a 4000K LED spotlight if you need a more precise shave. The performance package 4.0 also includes the weed whacker nose and ear, and ear trimmer. And the weed whacker is also waterproof and also has manscaped skin safe technology as well which helps reduce nicks, snags and tugs in those delicate nose holes. The Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner will change the way you approach your hygiene routine. Trust me when I say this, your balls will thank you. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped box Boxes and Travel Bag. It's time to take care of yourself, so join over 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. With this exclusive offer for you, get 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code EAW20 at manscaped.com. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening to the Everton Army podcast. If you like what you've heard, then please share it with your blue friends and family. And don't forget to rate, subscribe and review the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It really does help us out as we build this thing up. You can always catch us on Twitter by searching for at EAW podcast. And if you have anything else you'd like to discuss, you can reach us via email at EAW podcast at gmail.com dot com.